The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball DFS Today podcast. I'm your host, Mike Patra, and it's now we're recording for Friday, December 20th, and that means it's back-to-back days with my good buddy over here, Andrew Hansen. Uh, we're always talking lineups before we get on the air. That's how we start our shows. I feel like every time, Andrew, how are you doing tonight? Yeah, doing well. I'm, I'm happy with our calls for the Thursday slate. My man, Pirtle, is coming through here early in the fourth quarter. He's already got 22 fantasy points. He's at a nice second half. And, you know, I think we did well to feed the Lakers bigs. Um, my man, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert were solid, both over 40 fantasy points. So, so far, so good. Yeah, man. Uh, you, you That's pretty rock-solid calls. Good call on the Pirtle. I mean, um, shame on me. I, uh, I should have got a couple shares, you know, but... It, I uh, I invested fully in your uh, in your in your stack later on. I'm doing a couple of those uh, turbo slates too, so um, I'm going to be all in on your Montrez Harrell, Lou Williams. As soon as you mention those guys, I, I got to look at them. Um, so now <laughs> yes. now maybe I got to I got to take a strong look at Pirtle going forward as well. Um, yeah, no, overall, man, I'm I'm happy with uh, a lot of our a lot of our plays. You know, we were fully on Lopez. Both of us uh, immediately called on that. We're you know we're halfway through the fourth quarter, I believe, right now, and. You know he's he's crushing value. He's got 28 fantasy points. We only played 4,200 for him, and um, there's the good chance that he ends up getting a couple more before this game's over. And uh, looks like we just have to round it out. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, you know, saw you were luckily away from your house, as you said, uh, and you didn't see the news that Bruno Fernando was going to start. Um, you know, I had somebody ask me on Twitter, "Are you going to have shares?" And I said to him, "Yeah, I'll have shares," uh, but we had to temper our expectations. He's still going to be splitting minutes just because he's starting. Um, doesn't mean that he's going to go ahead and play 30 minutes. And it turns out, you know, more or less, he was just supposed to be the guy drawing fouls uh, and getting fouls drawn on him. So, um, you know, I, I have a couple lineups that are doing very well, and then I look at the bottom and I see Bruno Fernando. Um, but those lineups have James Harden uh, closing him out. So I think he, he might be able to make up for the 11 points I got, and I, I should still do uh, halfway decent with those. Harden is good when you, you need to come back. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I, I did see the news on Bruno, but I only had about 10 minutes and I wasn't in a good position to edit lineups. And as you know, as we talked about, we were already about five centers deep on the priority list. So I didn't really want to, you know, sub out Pirtle for him. So I just I just kept it at it as is. And so far, so good. Yeah, man. And then I, and when I was constructing my lineups, the way I looked at it, it was uh, I wasn't going to go and force him in. Um, the only time I built a few extra tournament lineups in like the four dollar twenty entry max, and I put them in there, and I just. Did you know worked my uh, my damn hardest in trying to get Harden and uh, Giannis in those lineups because that's you know that's that's what you're trying to do if you're going to get play a guy that's minimum salary and take a pump play you're looking to you know stack as many studs as possible so um, you know those lineups I still have Harden left so we'll, like I said we'll see um, I'm, they're in the green right now and I have James Harden left so uh, but there's a lot of other guys in that game that are going to you know garner some ownership it was only a four in, uh, four game slate and we talked about you know Lou Williams Harrell Capella. Uh, you still got to worry about George or Kawhi, so plenty of other options that uh, we'll find out. You know what I mean? It's uh, I'll be happy though if I if 
if I can get a solid 80 out of him, <laughs> that'll make up for the 10. I'll, <laughs> right, take, I'll you take 80, you know, modest 80. Yeah, but, just, uh, you know, just a little 80 spot. <laughs> but, you know, enough, enough of tonight's slate. We have a, a fat slate to get to, Andrew. We got we got 10 games to talk about. It's uh, fully loaded. It's going to be fully loaded with value. Uh, we were harping on that. Uh, before we jump into anything, just want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors. Uh, you know, good thanks over there to Hawaiian Alice Kona Coffee. Uh, you know, they're absolutely our day ones. They've been holding it down for a while now. Uh, absolutely love their blends. I'm a big fan of the dark roast. Um, I, I recently, I always talk about it. I just found out about a year ago, light roast, Andrew gives you more caffeine. Um, that was, a, I thought that was a myth, uh, but it's true. So try both. And if, if you're not a huge coffee fan, they make great gifts. Uh, you can find them over at HawaiianIsles.com, or you can just go at them at Twitter, uh, search uh, H.I. Kona Coffee, and uh, you can easily just you know reach out to me or just go on Amazon. Uh, you know That's the easiest way to do it, and I love doing it that way. You get the little drone, drop it off. It's fantastic, and you guys will be very happy. And I'd be surprised if you go back to any other you know blend of coffee, unless it's just like an on-the-go, I need something quick. But even then, make it at home, put it in your to-go cup. Yeah, really. If you're only in an emergency, would you ever stray from it? Really? That's it. And it's like I look and <laughs> like I'm out. My girlfriend drank the last few, uh, you know, the last few cups and didn't tell me whatever it may be. Uh, <laughs> but that's a different story. At that point, when my last few cups are of uh, Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee, I'm usually like running down the street because I'm freaking out. It's it's bad, man. I'm hooked on caffeine. Yeah, I mean, I, if I don't have two cups in the morning, I'm a mess. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, let's uh, let's jump right into this. Uh, we're going to start off with the uh, Sacramento Kings facing off against the Indiana Pacers. Uh, game's going to be taking place in Indiana. Uh, you want to start us off? Sure. I'll I'll start off with the Sacramento side uh, because I don't I don't have a lot of plays that I'm interested in. You know, I I, I think with all those bigs, it's it's still a bit of a mess. Bagley is a guy who I will play, though. If I'm going to pick one king on this slate, it's Bagley. He's 5.6, so the price is still down. I know he's only playing 22 to 24 minutes, but I don't think anybody's going to come off the Indiana bench and slow him down. So I finally will play a, a Sacramento big since his return. And then on the wings, you know, Fox came off the bench and played 30 minutes, played well. But he's at 7K. I don't want to pay that. And unfortunately, he's taking away from Bogdan, who's also a little bit gimpy. But you know, Bogdan's at 5.0, which is another attractive price tag. But you know, the usage was really down last game with with Fox playing alongside him off the bench. So I'm going to be off of everybody uh, except for Bagley. Yeah, I don't. I don't knock you. It's a tough spot. I mean, Indiana's very good defensively as is, so you really got to pick your spots with them and really trust the minutes. And right now, these guys are divvying up minutes every which way. With Bagley and Fox returning, we're seeing the usage bounce around. Whether it's in the, you know, the second unit and the first unit. Um, you know, I do think that Bagley's price is more than fair. Obviously, we know the upside that he has, even in limited minutes. I wouldn't be expecting a thirty-plus minute game until Luke Walton's, uh, you know, fired. Um, because he's it's it's just butchering it. The, the fact that this guy's not starting and he's the cornerstone of their uh, of their future is just a little bit ridiculous to me. Um, but uh, another thing, I I think Fox at seven K isn't a bad price tag. I'm not gonna go force him in. We have a bunch of point guard options we're gonna get to. Uh, but if you're playing maybe like one of the early slates or uh, you just you know want to take shots because you want to watch this game, I really don't mind Fox at that price tag. Knowing that he played 30 minutes in the last game, I'd expect him to start. He practiced uh, fully on Wednesday, so. Um, I would expect it to be good to go. Well, that's a good point. I mean, we haven't 
it, it is Thursday night, so we haven't heard the lineups. So if he if he starts, then you know maybe there's even a chance he goes over 30 minutes. I, I'd have more interest at that point. Yeah, and again, it's not something you need to force in there, but you know, it's uh, he's a good player at 7K. He's probably a guy that should be priced when he's fully healthy and getting full run more in the mid sevens. So you're getting a slight discount um, in a tough matchup, though. So uh, anybody on Indiana? Not so much. You know, I'm just not. I'm not into that game, into this game that much. We do have some news with Lamb as a game time decision. Warren is questionable. He's at 4.9, so nice price dip for him. If he's out, maybe we'll get some Justin Holiday action at 4.6. I'd take a look there. But, you know, Brogdon and Sabonis just at their normal cash value prices. So nobody's really jumping off the page here for me. Yeah, no, I mean, if we hear the news on uh, – yeah, I would. I'm actually, like, treating Jeremy Lamb more as uh, doubtful. Uh, yeah, it's a groin injury. He's a guy, you know, so anytime it's a soft muscle injury, teams are going to be a little bit more cautious. They're not going to force him out there. Uh, we just saw Conley after, you know, several games of rest, uh, comes back, re-aggravates it, you know, within minutes. And now, now we're talking about missing several weeks. So, um, you know, Indiana still has some, uh, you know, playoff hopes and they want to keep this, the starting lineup intact, uh, for the end of the season. So I wouldn't be surprised if they nurse him. If both those guys are out, Warren and Lamb, I, I would definitely have a ton of interest in Holiday at uh, 4,600. He's just a guy that um, he's very tournament-like. I wouldn't trust him as much in cash games, but he can get it done in a lot of ways, whether it's rebounds, assists. Uh, he's kind of almost like a, a poor man's Camp Bazemore. Uh, can rack up steals very quickly. Um, and he can even get you know, 14, 15 points for here and there. So um, if both those guys are out, I have some interest in him. If uh, one guy is out, I'd probably uh, you know just go somewhere else with uh, with my value just because this game's not too enticing in general. Yeah, we've got a lot of value coming up soon. Absolutely. So. <laughs> we don't need to force the value yet. All right, so we're just going to keep motoring through this. Uh, we got 10 games, so we're going to get on to the next one. 7 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard, last of the 7 o'clock games. Memphis Grizzlies going to Cleveland to take on the Cavs. Dumpster fire, uh, but there's going to be a ton of value, I think. So, Andrew, I'm a gentleman. Yeah, well, let me just go with one of those prime matchups. Guards against Cleveland and their 29th ranked defense. John Morant, 7.8. That price tag is a little bit high, but if I'm running out 10 lineups, I get him in one or two just, just because of that matchup. And I, you're, you're the John Morant guy, too. I remember, uh, you know, I think you were on a show with Coach early on in the season. He was giving you some grief about John Morant in a matchup, and he went out there and broke the slate early on. Uh, I think this was probably when he was still in, like, the mid-sixes or so. So, uh, you know, if you're, I, listen, I, I didn't take your advice in the Pirtle, and I regret it. So I, I, I'm going to have myself a share of Morant. Um, Good. Okay, yeah, just one just one share. I mean, this isn't quite as strong as Pirtle, just, but give me one share against Cleveland. <laughs> That's all. Now, listen, I, I get it. It's a, it's a high price tag, 7,800. <laughs> yeah. uh, we just thought we're going to get to several other point guards. That 7,800 range is always, unlike any slate with more than four or five games, you're talking about, at least like three or four solid options in that price range where you really have to think about regardless of matchup. So uh, we'll get to some other guys. Um, you know, for me on the Memphis side, uh, I'm keeping an eye on Joe Val. I mean, the minutes aren't really the most trustworthy. They're a little bit up and down. He's playing right now in like the mid to high uh, 20s, but he's been producing with the minutes. He's a point per minute producer, 6,900. Uh, we know Cleveland plays pretty big, so I'm thinking that might secure him some extra court time. Um, and if that's the case, I don't mind paying the uh, the 6900. I think I would rather pay the 6900 for him than 68 for Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, I know Coach out there, big Brandon Clark guy. I'm sure he'll have some shares in him. But are you, are you feeling anybody in the front court? 
No, I'm just I'm trying to figure out what's going on with Jaron Jackson Jr. Because last game he only played 16 minutes. He did have five fouls. So was there anything else I missed, or was that just a case of he got in foul trouble and then Clark was playing quite well, so they just didn't go back to him? That's probably, I, I didn't see the game to be honest with you, but that's what I would assume just by checking the box score. Um, a lot of the times, it, it you know it's all going to be if the cl- game's close and you know Clark was having a strong run while Jax was out, they're not going to ruin a good thing. You know they probably kept him in. Uh, we could check the game flow on uh, you know popcorn machine. Uh, I don't know if anybody out there wants to know a good site where you can kind of check game flow, see the usage in minutes while guys are on the court and when they're off the court. Um, and who's playing together at certain times in the games that you weren't able to watch, but you can check out Popcorn Machine. It's a pretty fantastic site. Yeah, as, as I look at it a little bit more, I do like the idea of, again, tournament play going with one or the other. You know, J- Jaron Jackson Jr. at 6.8, I think he'd be very low-owned, or Clark at 5.6, because power forwards have been productive against the Cavaliers. So, you know, another another tournament play, a one-off, where I have a tiny, a tiny bit of interest in those guys. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Cleveland's susceptible to you know produce points on the for the other team at every single position. Uh, <laughs> right. there's, no, there's no doubt about it. So if you want to touch anybody on Memphis, I'm not going to argue with you. You're going to probably hear that a couple times tonight because there are some pretty juicy games with just very very porous defenses going against each other. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll get to some other guys. I'm really excited about the next game that we're going to get to. Um, so excited that I'm pretty much going to tell you I don't want to play anybody on Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Um, nobody jumping off the page for me there either. Um, the first lineup I built, the last spot, I had 3900 for Chetty Osman. And I, I did play him last time out when he got almost 30 fantasy points. But, um, you know, that that's absolutely hit or miss. So uh, probably won't play any Cavaliers either. All right, man, let's get on to the exciting game. We have the, uh, well, I wouldn't say exciting, um, but... Very fantasy-friendly game. Washington Wizards traveling uh, to Canada, taking on the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Raptors, obviously, at home. A lot of injuries. So uh, let's just jump right into this, man. So Pascal Siakam just got ruled out. Uh, he's indefinitely suffered a groin injury. So probably at least a few weeks, so they're going to be out with Siakam. This came after the news that Marcus Saul would also be missing a period of a few weeks with a strained hamstring. So they're without two of their bigs. Uh, we know Van Vliet, he's questionable. The coach talked about hopefully we'll get him back for Friday. Um, I would probably say he's more or less on the doubtful side. It's not a matchup that they need to rush him back to. They're playing Washington. If there's, you know, if he needs an extra day, they'll give it to him. Um, so they could be without Van Vliet. And then we also heard that Norman Powell is going to be ruled out indefinitely uh, after he hurt his left shoulder. So a lot of value. Um, a lot of price tags are down because the news came out. Uh, pretty late. I mean, they didn't have a time to completely adjust a lot of these guys. Um, one of them absolutely got the boost, but right. I think we should just jump into the Raptors first just because it's it's probably the most interesting thing. It's going to be where everybody's going to, to get their value tonight. So, um, you know, we talked about before and we got on air uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be just loaded. I mean, you could pretty much play any one of these guys that we're going to talk about, and you could play multiple. I th- would you say you had five people in one of your first builds? I mean, this is insane. We have so much value. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know what's going on. It's like, is there a, some sort of holiday or is something going on in Canada where all these guys are like, all right, we're ready to take a couple weeks off? This is, I mean, this is this is massive news for the Raptors going forward here. I mean, we're going to have a completely new flow of of the rotation. And what a prime spot for it to happen against the 30th ranked 
Wizards defense. So if you're not loading up on this game, you know, I'd like to know why not, because it, it just seems to make a lot of sense to me. And yeah, like, like I said, uh, the first lineup I've constructed here, I've got five Raptors in there. I've got Lowry at 8.5. He's been really well of late. I've got OG at 5.6. I've got Ibaka at 7.4, and that price tag is quite high. Um, but what I did here is I switched out Van Vliet. Um, so that one is still to be determined. But then the two value guys that should be getting up a lot of minutes, a lot of rebounds, are Rondé Hollis-Jefferson 4.1 and our man Chris Boucher at 3.3. I think those guys will be out there and, you know, doing damage against this poor Wizards defense. So I like I like all those prices. I, you hit the nail on the head. I think all those guys are in play. Um, Abaka, you know, the one standing out that, you know, I want to play. I know he's going to get at least 30 minutes at center against this poor Washington defense. But the 7400 price tag, is uh, it just feels like it's a little bit too much. I'm going to be going to a lot of the value being, uh, you know, Rondé Hollis, Jefferson, Chris Boucher. I also want to talk about uh, Terrence Davis. He's going to have to get some run at the two. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, starts or plays 26, 28 minutes. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think, you know, going forward, you know, for the next few weeks when we're targeting this value, uh, we're going to want to look at Boucher a little bit more in the matchups. I feel like where they're going against, you know, two dominant bigs or just a power forward of size. We know Washington right now is dealing with their own center issues. Uh, Rui's out and uh, Thomas Bryant's also out, and I believe um, Wagner is still dealing with issues as as well. So um, right now they're they're pretty depleted. So they might they might try to go small on them. And if that's the case, we'll probably see a, a few lineups with OG at the four or Hollis Jefferson at the four, and then Abaka at the five. But Boucher is still a great point-per-minute guy. He absolutely destroyed the G League when he was down there. And, um, you know, if he's getting at least 20 minutes, he's definitely in play, especially at that price tag. And then I think uh, I'll be playing, like I said, a lot of Hollis Jefferson. Um, and I'll, I'll probably have a few shares of Lyle, uh, Kyle Lowry, like if I'm building 10, 20 lineups. I, that's a hard price tag at 8,500, but this matchup is just its fantastic. It doesn't get any better than this matchup. Yeah, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. All right. Well, uh, what about you know we're running playing all these guys in Toronto. Uh, you running it back with anybody on the other side? You know, I probably won't for most of my lineups. You know, that's typically not how I would stack a game. You know, I'd like to run it back with somebody else. But Beal is up to nine point one. Bertans is six point nine. So those were both just a little bit high for what I'd like. But you know, I might I may tinker a little bit and get. Beal in a lineup or two, get Bertans in a lineup or two. Yeah, I think if I if I'm playing anybody, it would be Bertans uh, at sixty nine hundred. Um, you know, Beal he'll be in. It's not the same Toronto defense, obviously, guys. I mean, we're talking about Siakam, Gasol, Powell. A lot of guys are injured, so don't be as scared off of you know that Toronto defense. But exactly. still, that's something I'm going to go out of my way and pay like ninety one hundred for Beal when I have a lot of other options of guys in good spots that I'm going to want to go to. So uh, I don't mind it if you want to take a flyer on tournaments. So I don't think he's necessarily a great cash game play. Um, but also if you're doing a game stack where you're playing a bunch of guys in Toronto, you're going to want the heavy hitters. So you're going to want either both Beal and Bertans run it back or just, you know, one or the other. Next game, you ready to go? Let's do it. All right, Detroit Pistons traveling to Boston, take on the Celtics. Uh, there's definitely some injuries that we have to talk about still on both sides of the ball right now. So we'll start with Boston. Gordon Hayward's questionable. Uh, still dealing with some foot soreness. Um, you know, I don't believe he participated fully in practice. 
so definitely something to monitor. Wouldn't be shocked if they if they sit. They said this was a lingering issue that's been bothering them for a little while. So they might just want to give him some rest, give him the time off. Uh, Marcus Smart is also still out dealing with an eye infection, I believe, in both eyes. Uh, that's I heard it's painful too. That's got to be rough. Never had an eye infection in both eyes, Andrew. I haven't either, and let's cross our fingers and hope we don't. <laughs> all right, uh, that's all. That's all we really got to talk about um, as far as relevant news. Robert Williams is still out. He's going to be continue to be out for quite some time, um, and then Brad Wanamaker is also probable. So uh, we don't really need to worry about him anyway. But uh, so anybody on the Boston side you're really looking at? Well, somebody's got to defend Drummond, right? So Tice will be out there doing his best. He's only four point one, so I think he's worth a look. As far as the wings. With Hayward coming back, you know, assuming he plays, then there, there's not as there's not quite enough juice on that bone to get too excited about these guys. But you could go Tatum at seven point five; he'd probably be my favorite pick out of Kemba, Tatum, and Brown. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not just in, in love with the Boston side at all, really. Um, I could see you playing any of these guys if Hayward's out. If Hayward's playing, I'm probably just going to avoid Boston in general. Um, but I think I'm going to be hard pressed just with some of the other options. Like I said, we have we have some good matchups that we're going to get to games that we're going to stack. Um, you know, we talked about just a few guys that could play at small forward eligible at value, um, and just in that Toronto game alone, where we can we're going to have shares of them. So I don't know at the end of the day if I'm going to get the shares of them. Uh, but I don't knock anybody that wants to get them. Uh, with all that usage, I mean, these wings they're they're tournament guys. It's usually one or the other between Tatum and Brown, um, but one of them's good for like 40 points almost every other night. Yeah, exactly. But I, I agree with you. Um, I don't think I'll go there. I just, if I'm going to pick, if I had to pick two guys, my favorite options on this matchup would be would be Tyson Tatum. But I'm I'm much more excited on the Pistons side because Andre Drummond looks like he's going to get an opportunity to play with Blake Doubtful, Wood out. So I think it might be a Drummond night at 9.6. I'm playing Andre Drummond. Yep. Uh, there's no if fans or buts about it. I don't care. 9600. Uh, the price increase is warranted. I say it every slate. Um, I I play bigs going against Boston. Uh, they have there's there's you know whether it's the stretch like Porzingis I talked about the other night um, or it's just the big body that they can't they're not Tice is Tice is not big enough he can't get a body on him Canner if he's in there um, it's just gonna be it's gonna be brutal I mean Drummond's not an offensive force but just throwing his weight around uh, getting those offensive rebounds those putbacks you should have a way with him so I have no problem paying uh, for Andre Drummond I cut you off right there I just got really excited about him. Um, no, I mean it's good. I mean we're probably looking at another twenty twenty game, right? I, that's that's kind of what I'm pegging. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just you know, right when I see Boston on a slate, the first thing I look at is what center's playing them, and then the next thing I look at, okay, what what is there any other narratives? Is there anything else? Any other factors that are going to give them another boost? Okay, well we have Blake Griffin out. Fantastic. That's all I need to hear. Um, that's exactly. that, that's enough for me to have. You know, don't like I said, if you're if you're playing tournaments, you play multiple lineups. You never one hundred percent anybody. Um, it's it's never good news, but this is definitely a good spot. He's a great cash game play, um, and I'll have a ton of shares. Yeah, and the only other guy I look at on the Pistons side again with Wood and if Blake is out would be Markeith Morris. He's he's priced up a little bit at five point oh, but last time that Blake missed, he played thirty three minutes and scored over thirty three fantasy points, so he got you better than six x return. So I, I like him as well. Yep, he's uh, he's the next guy I look at as well. Um, and then if you want to be a little risky and you need to save some money and 
dumpster drive, I wouldn't mind taking a stab at Thon Maker. But he's not the best point-per-minute guy. Uh, I just would assume he's probably going to play roughly around 20 minutes uh, with all the other injuries. Yeah, I mean, on a different slate, you know, I might have some interest there. But again, looking back at Boucher at 3.3, I don't think I'll go with Maker. Absolutely. That's it. You just made the decision for most people, and uh, I'm with you. All right, moving on to the 8 o'clock games. New York Knicks traveling down to South Beach, taking on the Heat. Uh, we have a few injuries to talk about right now. Julius Randle, uh, he's expected to play, but he's dealing with, I believe, a lower or sore left leg. I think it's his, uh, I don't know if it's his calf or his quad. Do you have any news on that? I don't. Okay, well, it's a sore left leg. He's expected to play, but something to monitor. And then uh, Frank Nittaglina was also dealing with an injury, uh, but he is expected to play. So let's start off with the with the Knicks. And, uh, you know, big game for Mitchell Robinson last game. You think he could do it again? Well, I you know I wouldn't be too surprised, but it is a, a much tougher defense here with the Heat ranked 11th, and the note I have for the Knicks is pass. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Listen, there's there's some I'm with you. There's some spots you could target them. There's some spots you should just don't waste your time. Um, we don't have to worry about as much Fizdale and getting Fizdaled and us getting Fizdaled by Fizdale um, anymore. <laughs> But, you know, now we have to worry about them just facing this tough Miami Heat defense, slowing the pace down. Uh, this is it's, it's just not a good matchup. I think we have other spots we can go to. Um, you know, Mitchell Robinson's still 6K, but we don't need to target him against Bam. Bam should be making the all-star team this year. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, I, I don't think this is the spot for him. So I don't think I'll play any Knicks. All right. Any, uh, anything over on Miami? Actually, no. <laughs> with uh, with with Goran Dragic coming back, it looks like, um, then he's going to cut into the attract the attraction to Nun and Hero, and and now Nun is up over six k, and you know Butler's priced up to nine k. He could still hit value certainly. Um, Bam at eighty nine. You know they just they've been playing so well. They're getting priced up. So I, I don't think those are bad plays. Uh, I just I'm not planning on playing anybody from this game. I am with you. Big pass for me as well. Just they're expensive, um, and like Knicks are bad. Um, you know, not the best matchup for them. I mean, it is, but this game's probably gonna be a little bit more low scoring compared to some of the other big games we're gonna get to. Double pass. Let's move on. Phoenix. Double pass. Double pass. I mean, we should have just started <laughs> with that. I broke it down, talked about all the injuries. We should have just started with a fat pass. <laughs> uh, we got Phoenix traveling to OKC, taking on the Thunder. Uh, as far as injuries uh, for Phoenix, uh, it looks like Devin Booker is questionable. He's been dealing with that forearm, uh, bruised forearm. So he's definitely someone to monitor. And then DeAndre Ayton, he comes back, and now he's ruled out. He's dealing with a sprained right ankle. So comes back from suspension, plays. He's out again. So we're going to be able to go back to the well on a few of these guys, but I got to, you know, ask you in the matchup: Are you going to look at anybody in that front court for Phoenix? Yes, I sure am, because Baines is four point two. I think they, you know, DraftKings missed the adjustment on this one with the the late Aiton news. So you know, Baines has only played eighteen minutes the last two games, but he's going to get out there to deal with Stephen Adams, and so I think he's worth considering. And then Bridges is 4.9. You know, d- depending on how the lineup shakes out, if he's going to get heavy minutes and and go against Gallinari, 
I think he can. I think he can do some damage at four point nine. So I would look at him as well. Yeah, I think uh, I'm with you in this spot. You know, OKC is not a team that I necessarily like to pick on defensively. They're pretty decent in the front court. Chris Paul is still a great defender at his age. So um, you know, I think going for the value is is pretty pretty much what I'm going to be doing too. I'll be looking at Bridges if we see Booker sit. Uh, solid point per minute guy, not the best actual scorer, but he can get. He's a fantastic D and three guy. He'll rack up steals, knock down open shots when he's available to. Um, and then Baines, like you said, good value play, forty two hundred. Um, wouldn't expect you know twenty five minutes from him. It looks like they're kind of limiting him after you know coming back from that calf injury. He's kind of been on this little soft restriction that they haven't talked about. Um, but I mean, if they're going to give him a few extra, I, I would assume this is the game that they uh, that they would do it. Frank Kaminsky might get beat up. Uh, you know, Stephen Adams. He grew up in the in, as an Aussie. I think he said something like he had like seventeen brothers and sisters or something right. like that. The, so yes, yeah. That's why he's so tough. So I don't know if, Steve, if Frank Kaminsky uh, even has like you know four. So that makes him much less tough. And he's also pretty slender compared to Adams. Uh, I don't think Kaminsky wants to try to mess with him. I don't think he can even grow a mustache. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I grow a pretty weak mustache myself, but <laughs> he does have some skill. I mean, I, I like Frank Kaminsky's skill and his footwork and his mobility, his his range. But but yeah, I think they're going to want to spend more of their minutes with Baines dealing with Adams. Listen, I, I, I as bad as I just talked about him, I, he's he's very much in play as well. Um, I'm not gonna, uh, you know, I'm just making jokes over here, cracking some jokes. But he's been cr- <laughs> he's been crushing with the minutes he's been getting. Uh, even in limited minutes, he's performing well. So I'm not gonna knock you. It's not the best matchup, uh, but at 5700, it's not like we're overpaying for him. You know, he's been playing well. So if this was any other matchup, I'd I'd say jump on it. He's 5700. The guy's been putting right. up over you know 33, 34 points over the past four games. So uh, you know, take your stabs at him if you want. Again, we'll have plenty of value, so don't force it. You land on him at the end of the day. You're rounding out your lineup. You have 5,700 left. Why not? Right. Uh, anybody else on Phoenix, or is that pretty much it, just the value? Yeah, just the value on Phoenix for me. With you. So uh, we'll slide over OKC. Uh, these guys seem like they're always just priced at the same prices every single game. I know it. I know it. Very stable. You, you sort of know what to expect with OKC in terms of the pricing. Yeah, it's just, you know, which which guard's going to have the big game that night and uh, – is Steven Adams playing at least 28 minutes of the question. But, um, you know, that's one guy that we that we just talked about on the other side that I wanted to get to. I have some interest in him, 6,100. It looks like we're getting the minutes back. Uh, you know, at least 28 minutes over the past four games. The rebounds have been there, at least double-digit rebounds in each one of those games. Um, and in three of those games, he's had double-doubles and scored at least uh, 33 DK points or more. So 6,100, knowing that he's going to be going against uh, Kaminsky a little bit and he's going to get some action of Baines, that will kind of hold him. Um, keep him in check a little bit, but I have no problem going to him. And I think he's probably uh, going to be the only guy I'm really looking at on that side of the ball. Yeah, he's probably my number one play for OKC as well. I also noticed those rebounds, 10 straight games with at least nine rebounds. So for those cash players out there, I think he's ideal. And I do like Schroeder always, you know, 6.2, which is actually slowly creeping up for him. It's, maybe his highest price. Um, but I think he's still in play. So those those are the two guys I would look at for the Thunder. 
when I I, I love I love targeting the shooter in certain spots. When I I mean this this is a decent spot for him. I like to target him uh, when I know they're playing guard heavy rotations. You know, like teams that I know are going to run out three guards uh, at some time. So uh, Phoenix, I know uh, they they generally like to play with their their wings being fairly big. You know, they play a lot of Ubre, they play a lot of Bridges. Um, so I don't. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be going there at 6,200. I, I like them in the matchups like, you know, Golden State or like when they played Chicago the other game. Um, I know that they're going to be playing guard heavy. That's going to buy them that extra shot attempts in some minutes. So don't knock you. Um, just don't think I'm going to get there. This is, you know, maybe, I, maybe, I, maybe I'll think about it, though. Put a little bit no, more time into that. No, that's a good element to, to pay attention to because – you know, we, we do see him out there a lot when they can go with him and Shea and Chris Paul. And they certainly probably prefer that lineup against teams that where the wings aren't quite as big as, as some of the wings that the Suns will put out there. All right. Any uh, Anything else from this game? Or All set. Moving? We have Dallas going to Philly, taking on the Sixers. Uh, this game would be awesome if Luka was playing, man. Um uh, Pretty upset still. I'm, I'm still like having some night terrors, knowing that Luke is in a suit on the court and not in a uniform. No um, wonder you're you've been a little bit under the weather this week. <laughs> That's it. It's like I, I'm linked to him, man. When he's not, when his ankles hurt, and you know, I start getting a head cold. Uh, I'm not going to feel better until he's back on the court. It's that simple. Uh, but you know, I'll let you start this game off because I'm a I'm a little bit hit or miss on this. So I, I kind of want to hear your take on it first. Um, any any team that you'd prefer to start with? I'll go with the Mavs since you started describing um, your your boy Luca and with his his absence, of course, Porzingis has really stepped up. Three straight fantasy games over fifty points. He's at eight point five. I, I can, I'm going to consider him on this slate, but he is the same price as Lowry. I do like Lowry a little bit more if you're going to be in that price range. But um, you know, Porzingis is finally stepping up in a Mavericks uniform. The guy I think I like a little bit better for the Mav for the Mavs is is THJ. He's five point three. Took a lot of shots last time out. You know, didn't shoot it that well, but I think he can do fine against Philly. And especially with Curry questionable, Delon Wright questionable. If one of those guys misses, he's going to get even more shots. So he's he's my favorite Maverick. Um, I wouldn't mind a shot at at Dwight Powell at three point eight. You know, I think he's also been slightly more aggressive offensively without Luca, but uh, th thj is my favorite Mav on this slate. Uh, so I think I think the only person I'm really looking at is Porzingis. I know the the price tag's up. This is where I'm struggling because just three straight games of 50 points. He's being absolutely dominant. He's taking a hold of that usage and running with it. And I have no problem paying 8500 8, but it's just the matchup. It's a tough matchup. Um, that's where I, I run into it. But at the end of the day, I guess it's kind of how you're game scripting this. So, you know, if you're playing anybody major from Philly, you're probably going to want to run it back with Porzingis because, uh, you know, they're going to need him to really step up and keep performing like he has been to keep this game close, you know. Um, otherwise, Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to have to shoot the lights out of the gym, and therefore you'd be winning a ton of money. <laughs> well, that's fine with me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, that's all I'm really looking at, though, over there in Dallas. Is a, maybe a share or two, a couple shares of uh, Porzingis where it works. Are uh, you playing anybody over on Philly? You know, Simmons has dipped under 8K, and I like him in this spot. He's my favorite 76er. I don't usually say that, but, you know, I, I like him better than having to spend 10K on Embiid. 
because I'd rather spend 9.6 on Drummond. So, uh, you know, everybody else seems like a normal fair price with the 76ers, but Simmons jumped out at me. I, I think he could do some damage against the Mavs. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, they might end up throwing uh, who do you think, Dory, Dorian Finney Smith on him? Um, yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, that's probably good. So, I mean, it's a solid matchup. Um, I, I think it's a fair price tag. I'm not, you know, if I'm looking at anybody, it might just be like a, a flyer on a guy like Tobias Harris in a tournament at 7,100. Uh, just because on the off chance we've seen him, he gets hot. Yeah, he's pretty up and down. He's a good tournament play. He's usually somewhere in like the mid to high 20s or he's breaking 40. Um, so I, I, that's probably the only guy I'm really looking at on the on the Philly side of the ball. But I wouldn't knock you for uh, – for Ben Simmons, and I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not going to get the A and B just because of Drummond being right next to him. Yeah, and I'm also with you with Tobias seven point one. I'm I'm always willing to play him in a couple tournament lineups at that price. All right. Anything else, or uh, we're just motoring right now, man. I feel like we should just you know take a take a nah now. Nah, let's just we're cruising. <laughs> we're cruising. We've been, this is this is this is how we do it. Four game slate, about an hour podcast. Ten game slate, <laughs> you know. 45, 50 minutes, you know, maybe an hour. This is it's just how we roll. And well, that's you know, and it just speaks to it. You know, you don't you don't need to be as picky, uh, right? When you when you're when you're talking about this big of a slate, you don't need to dissect these dumpster dive kind of guys or really kind of reach for the bottom of the barrel and really search as hard for some of the value. Yes, it's there, and you want to turn over the rock and get those low owned value plays. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on those guys when we see them pop up, but you know. Some of the decisions are just made, especially with that Toronto game, where it's just okay. Now pick pick your expensive guys. I'm right with you. All right, Minnesota traveling to Denver. Uh, we're gonna have some news to monitor. Carl Anthony Towns questionable again. Uh, you know, this is something that you know missed the last game. Anytime Carl Anthony Towns is questionable, it's something serious. This guy's a gamer. He's barely missed any games throughout his career, uh, but he did not practice uh, today. Today's Thursday, so. Um, I'm going to go forward and kind of assume he's going to be out again. And, uh, you know, if that's the case, I think we could look at Gorgie Dang for some value. But you tell me, what are you doing over here on this uh, Minnesota side of the ball? Yeah, this is huge news for Cat because if he, if he's out, then all of a sudden I think five of these guys are worth considering. You know, I'm not I'm not excited about playing five Timberwolves against the Nuggets with their fourth-ranked defense. But, you know, we've seen that usage spread out. And so I'd be willing to play a Timberwolf or two out of this group of Wiggins at 8K. Teague at 6.1. I think he can bounce back, um, you know, playing against the Denver point guards. Um, Covington 5.8. You know, he really got aggressive last time out. And I guess he got benched for discipline. And he shot 5 for 17. He attempted 11 threes. So... If Covington is shooting that much, he's also he's always worth considering it at 5.8. As you mentioned, Gorgie Jang at 4.9 would be in play. And I always keep an eye on Napier. He's only 3.4. And, you know, he, he's certainly one of those guys that could be a key value play on this slate. Good calls, man. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'll be looking at Dang. I'll be looking at Wiggins. Uh, both those guys just, you know, they'll be getting added usage with the Towns out. Uh, Dang will probably see about similar minutes, 25, maybe even a little bit more, knowing that they'll be going against Jokic. Uh, they might not want to use Jordan Bell in that kind of matchup, but uh, we shall see. Um, Jeff Teague, I'm expecting to start again. I don't know. We have to watch and see if Covington's going to be benched or not. That's kind of how Teague got inserted back into that starting lineup. 
So that's going to depend on a lot. Um, if Teague's starting again, I have no problem taking a share, uh, a stab at him. But, uh, you know, Covington coming off the bench, man, I think that had a lot to do with the extra shot attempts. But it also could have been that he was pissed that he got benched. Right. Trying to show the coach something. So I think I'm really just going to be looking at either uh, Wiggins and Dang. Um, and then, you know, like I said, choose uh, choose from other where in other games. Uh, it's a tough defensive matchup. And they're also traveling into Denver. So, you know, the whole altitude thing, some guys struggle to adjust. But uh, anybody over on Denver? You know, I'm not – I don't know if I'd play any Nuggets – you know, Jokic at 9.4, um, he's really been rolling finally. So, you know, maybe one one lineup where I sub him in for, for Drummond just in case. You know, the Timberwolves certainly aren't very good defensively, but, you know, maybe he's not going to need to play 30-plus minutes. So, uh, you know, nobody nobody else is really popping off for me. Yeah, I'm anybody with anybody attractive to you? It's I I mean I like Murray in the spot, but I, the 6600 I feel like you know only in tournaments would I feel comfortable with it. He's coming off of a big game, 33 actual points, so uh, you know it, it feels like we may we might be chasing the points there. But I think it's going to be a solid spot if uh, if Teague's coming off of the bench. If Teague's starting, it might you know present a little bit more of a tough matchup for him. Um, but it's just tough, you know. Jokic, great spot, but 9400. We're running into the problem where we've already mentioned several centers, and we both love that Drummond spot. Um, and then, you know, I, I wouldn't mind if you want to take a stab at Will Barton. He's just always got some tournament appeal and upside. Uh, he's playing big minutes again, 39 in the last game, 35 in the game prior than that. He's just a rebounding machine at his position. So, you know, he's always good for you know anywhere between six and ten rebounds. And if the, the shots fall, and he's good for 40 DK points at 6500. Well said. All right. Well, we have two games left. We're going to start moving on to the 10 o'clock games. Before we do, just another quick shout-out to our buddies over at Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Uh, please go check them out, guys. Follow them on Twitter. Uh, buy their coffee. It's absolutely good stuff. You will not be disappointed. Um, I will put my word on that. And if you are disappointed, just let me know, and I'll find some way to make it up to you, whether uh, it's you know some lineup construction or me just uh, giving you a shout-out because, um, you know, you didn't like the coffee. I'm not going to pay for it because you're still going to, you know, you're going to drink it. Um, so <laughs> give it uh, to somebody else. They'll like it. Yeah. You make it a gift. It has a nice little, <laughs> they put these nice little gold clips on them, Andrew. I know you don't, you, I think you talked about them before. Oh, I love the gold clips. My girlfriend st- steals money. the clips off the, off the coffee. I gotta, I gotta yell at her for that. Cause she likes to use the clips for other things. She thinks they're cute. I mean, um, it wouldn't surprise me if that was like legit gold. Because the coffee is gold. Well, that's the thing. I don't know if they double gold it. That's the only problem. They're, they're already getting a bag of gold clipped with that's gold. That's true. And, uh, that is true. So and, uh, whenever you guys get a chance to, please go on and give us a rate and review. Uh, we, we greatly appreciate it. It means a lot to us kind of seeing your guys' feedback and the constructive criticism. That way we could tool uh, everything we got going on here and just make it you know a little bit better for you guys at the end of the day. Um, you know, you're the reason why we have been so successful this season. Um, and we love doing this. We've been bringing to you guys this podcast every single game for every single slate all season long and even in the preseason and uh, we plan on continuing doing that so uh, if you could do that whether it's on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, YouTube, wherever you are thumbs up um, and we greatly appreciate it and if you can uh, follow us on Twitter you can find me at Mike Apatria M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A you can find Andrew at Language Olympic L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E O-L-Y-N-P-I-C you can find Coach at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And you can find Miles at Miles6565. Um, so 
there's the squad, Andrew, breaking it down. I, I feel like I just that just rolls off the tongue now. Uh, it does. The, the it's four, very natural. The four, uh, the four, the Twitter handles, everything like that. Uh, so we got we got two games left, Andrew. This is you know one of the late games for the Turbo ones. So I generally try to break these ones down a little bit more uh, in a little bit more depth because I know a lot of people like to do a Turbo. Um, I know I'm a fan. If my lineups are crashing and burning by 8:30, I'm already looking forward to that 10 o'clock slate faster than you can imagine. So uh, let's start. Orlando traveling to Portland, uh, taking on the Blazers. I'll let you kick this off. All right, I'll kick it off with Portland. And you just mentioned uh, Murray scoring 33 in his last time out. That was against Orlando. So I really like this matchup for Lillard. You know, Orlando is solid defensively, but you know we've seen point guards do well. So after Lillard's outburst in the last game, you know he's sort of awakened again. Um, I would place him Lillard at 8.8. And, you know, they are solid otherwise. So nobody else is is screaming at me from from the Blazers. So uh, how about you? If you're playing that late slate, who are the other guys that you like for Portland? So I think Whiteside's just always in play at his price tag, 8,400. He's just been absolutely so dominant this year, so consistent. Um, you know, the only thing that holds him back is those couple of nights where he just maybe doesn't, you know, get to the free throw line whatsoever. Uh, but if he's hitting at least five or six of his shots, you can pretty much bank on 40 DK points. Uh, so I have no problem looking at Whiteside. Uh, you know, there's going to be two good center options in this game, and if you're playing, like I said, that late slate, they're probably they're probably more or less getting your center from this game. So, um, and then I, I think you can also just you know take a take a look at some of the bench usage. Uh, Anthony Simons is a guy he's been playing solid minutes, uh, right around 20 mid 20s. Um, hasn't hasn't really performed over the past three games. Uh, but if, like I said, he's more of that turbo slate guy. If I'm playing the main slate, it's really only going to be white side for me. Um, and then I'm a big fan of always just kind of taking stabs at uh, Kent Bazemore. Just, you know, we haven't gotten it. I've been losing some money on him. I'm not a, I'm not ashamed to admit it. But one of these days, I'm going to catch those steals, and it's lightning in a bottle. He can easily just drop that 35 or 40 anytime. Yes, he can. All right, that's all I got. I'm ready to move on. Last game. You have the New Orleans Pelicans traveling to Golden State to take on uh, what used to be the Warriors. So, do you want to do you want to hit Orlando before we go to the oh, last game? Oh, I just I just skipped right over Orlando. Yeah, absolutely. maybe maybe you have them as a pass. Uh, no, I mean you, I, no. You're actually, gonna pass I don't. everybody from Florida. <laughs> You've passed the Heat. You want to just pass the the Magic too? Uh, now you're making me seem like I don't. I got something <laughs> against Florida. You're gonna, I'm gonna is get. That, to, is that what it is? I'm gonna get several, several hate mail from uh, from people from Florida. That's okay. Uh, no, I mean, I, I definitely have some interest in Vucevic at this price, 8100 I think that, you know, it's fair. I think I'd prefer Whiteside over him if you had to pick between the two. Um, I'm, I'm not, you know, Isaac, he's he's performing well, but he just left the last game. He's dealing with, uh, you know, two injuries, his hamstring and his back, so I'm not going to target him, especially when it's a hamstring injury. You know, you, you say he's off the injury report and he could play, and all of a sudden if you, you know, starts running up the court, court full speed, chasing somebody, it, it tightens up a little bit. Um, I'd much prefer a guy like uh, Aaron Gordon, I think, at 6,300. I think this is a fair matchup for him. He's going to get Carmelo Anthony defense for a lot of the time. I think that's something you could take advantage of. And then if you, uh, you know, like I said, if you're looking at towards, like, the bench guys and you want to play something like an Anthony Simons, I don't mind taking a stab at Michael Carter-Williams. I think it's a more than fair price tag for 3,600. He's been playing very well over the past few games. He's got that bench point guard, like, role solidified with at least 20 minutes. He even plays off ball here and there. Um, and he's averaging a little over 20 uh, DK points over the past four games. So that's uh, that's what I had over there. So I did have a couple guys I wanted to talk about, but uh, 
Yeah, I like Gordon. That that could be a little bit sneaky there, especially if Isaac is out. But the one guy I had written down actually is the other guy in that guard rotation, DJ Augustine. And they are playing multiple guards. You know, he's been in down the stretch playing alongside Fultz in some of these games. He's had three straight games with over 30 fantasy points and between 25 and 28 minutes. So at 4.7, I think he's worth a look on this slate. Good call, man. You uh, you always, you know, I think it was the last show or two shows ago that we did together. You brought up Clarkson. He absolutely crushed. I kind of overlooked him right around a similar price range, too. I, I kind of did the same thing with Augustine. You know, I didn't I didn't really pay too much attention to him. Uh, but I'm glad you brought him up. That's a good price tag for him for a guy that's been crushing the past few games. Well, hopefully he'll he'll crush it here because otherwise the listeners will have preferred that we just went straight on to the last game <laughs> and skipped over the magic. <laughs> well, we're gonna have, we're gonna have those times once in a while. Uh, but no, I mean I I like the call. I'll I'll co-sign it. I like the call. All right, beautiful. Uh, let's move on now. I guess now we can finally go on. Uh, you know, without me uh, skipping over the entire state of Florida. We have the <laughs> New Orleans Pelicans traveling to Golden State, taking on the Warriors. Uh, you know, as far as injuries, we'll start with, uh, you know, New Orleans. Looks like they're healthy. Uh, other than Zion and Darius. That's Miller, a guys, Yeah, that's a, I'm a little shocked as well. Uh, and then uh, on Golden State, they're, you know, same similar injuries. Uh, Pascal, uh, questionable, I believe, but he should play. Um, now I'm looking at it, considered probable now, so... Uh, no real injuries other than, you know, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. So we have two fairly injured but fairly healthy teams. <laughs> uh, let me let me start with Golden State. I watched a, a decent amount of their game against Portland. And the thing that stood out to me was Draymond Green just sort of running around, not doing much. And it was sort of the D'Angelo Russell show where he was really just jacking up bad shots and I know he got a bunch of fantasy points, but he did not look very good. And Draymond Green looked disinterested. And that's a shame because at 6.5, you know, he could really crush it if if he wanted to. So for me, the only guy that I would consider playing for Golden State is actually Willie Cauley-Stein at 4.9. Um, you know, he's usually in that 24 to 30-minute range. I actually trust him a little bit more than these other bigs. So he's probably the one warrior I might play. Yeah, I mean, I don't knock it. It's uh, you know you're you're paying a premium price tag for Russell and should be across uh, the ball from Drew Holiday. Uh, you know, me and Coach were going back and forth about this last year. I don't know if you were listening. Are you a believer in the Drew Holiday defense? Yeah, I am. I've seen him. You know, the, the, with the eye test, what I see from him is things like forcing a jump ball when you're not expecting it getting a steal just out of nowhere, like on the ball and not just like jumping a passing lane, but he just has the, the instincts and the quick hands, quick feet. So I, I am a believer. Awesome. Me too, man. And that's where I'm probably not going to play too much wrestle. Um, I'm with you. I'm not paying 6,500 for Draymond. I mean, at the end of the day, if he's going to be involved and he wants to be interested, he's going to play 30 minutes. He can easily just smash that 6,500 price tag. I just don't want to gamble on whether or not the guy wants to actually play basketball right now. Um, and then, you know, looking at my boy Damian Lee, uh, coach trying to rob me of my point. Got to give him his. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't have him on the show, so I'm going to give him some grief. So he can't. You know, he can't fire back at me. Take advantage of it. Trying to. You know, we we might have to do some digging, Andrew. We were we were talking about this. I think I got to do some digging. I'm thinking I got to go back and listen to all these shows. I might have been getting cheated. I might be getting some points shaved, some added. 
who knows now at this point? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I don't recall the specifics, but if I were you or coach, I think I would just write it down in ink on on my on my notes the the chicken suit challenge on any given night, and uh, you know maybe even circle it so it'd be easy to to reference, and uh, there wouldn't be any disputes. Are you, are you saying are you saying we are unorganized over here? Is that, is that, is that what you're referring to? No, there's I mean, no way. There's no way. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're uh, we're discombobulated. I I just assume that you know, I, I usually I usually think I got it right, but <laughs> who knows. All right, well, uh, anybody on New Orleans? I know Golden State's a little disinteresting, but uh, New Orleans usually has some action that we can, uh, you know, we can get involved with. They usually do, but Holiday really priced up to eight point six, Ingram up to eight point seven. So, yeah, I mean, you, you certainly want to target Golden State, and then this game in general, both teams are bottom six in defense, but most of my money is going to be spent. So. Uh, I don't have much left. I, you know, I guess my first target would be Ingram at 8.7. You know, maybe get him in a couple lineups. But uh, I just I don't really like that price tag on Drew Holiday shooting up to 8.6. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think I could pay the 8.6 for Holiday. I wouldn't mind paying 8.7 for Ingram. I think there's better ways we could spend the money. But um, at the end of the day, it's a good matchup. So I, I don't mind the 8.7. The only other guy I'm really looking at on this in this game, might be a, a little JJ Redick, fifty four hundred, a stomachable price tag, just because of the matchup. Um, but no need to force it. Otherwise, I don't think there's a there's a lot that we need to really look at. I mean, you know, everyone's kind of back and healthy, so guys like Kenrich Williams are seeing their minutes back down. They're divvying up these center minutes between a few guys now that Favors is back. So it just uh, kind of takes a, a little bit of appeal away from everybody. Yes, it does. All right, man. Well, uh, that's it. That's 10 games. We busted down through it, like you said, in a typical fashion, 53-minute podcast when, <laughs> when it took us an hour to get through four. I love yeah, it. Yeah, if, if our goal was to to have listeners not know how many games were in the slate just looking at the length of the podcast, I think we would we would, we would would reach that goal. There's got to be somebody out there that just you know wakes up and maybe we're I, – I would love to think that we're the first thing that they listen to before they even open their app and see how many games are on or – Check the schedule, and then they they just wow, hour and a half, big slate, <laughs> four games, four four or five games. <laughs> but you know that I think that is the right way to do it. You know, you know, get your Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee, just flip on the podcast. You know, then if you're gonna, you know, if you're somebody who takes notes, just start taking notes as you're listening to the podcast. You start jotting down the games. You know, we're giving you totals. We're giving you rankings for offensive efficiency and, and pace and you just sort of you just do it all at once you don't need to go and you know check out some other website or, or do anything else just start with the podcast absolutely man you know i'm gonna co-sign that uh i mean that's generally be even before i became like a writer and i started doing this uh, i got involved just like anybody else probably in this industry does i was a guy that was just a huge fan i would wake up every morning make my cup of coffee i'd uh you know it'd probably be like seven eight o'clock i'd put on sports center uh once the first run through of sports or went on sports center went on just like you know any other you know teenage guy in america i would let it run on for four or five more times <laughs> um, <laughs> before you know it, I know exactly what the next clip and game and everything that's going on in there. 
but after that first time, I'd, I'd be listening to a couple podcasts. You know, I would just try to, you know, see if there's any other angles I didn't see from any of the games uh, that other people see. I mean, there's a lot of good people in, in, in the whole basketball industry, whether it's season long or DFS. And I feel like the morning when you're, when you're ripe and you're drinking that morning coffee is the best time that you could take in the information. Amen. All right, we'll end it on that, man. I feel like that's a solid no. If I, you know, I felt like poetry. <laughs> Very poetic. <laughs> all right, guys. I'll, so, co-s- I'll co-sign that. He's co-sign a lot of co-signs. <laughs> so uh, that's it. That's all we got for you guys. Uh, you know, we hope you guys absolutely crush it, Andrew. You will be back tomorrow. Oh no, no, I'm sorry, Coach. And I will be on tomorrow night. Um, you will be on Saturday with Miles. So uh, me and Coach will be back. I'll you'll hear me. Uh, I'll break his chops a little bit about that uh, whole Damian Lee. But we'll have a nice slate and. Uh, Break it down for you guys and try to get you some winners. So good luck tonight. That's all I have. Andrew, close us out. Anything else? Let's get after it this weekend. Absolutely. Take care, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.